Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you love Cincy Shirts. You know Cincy Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the very beginning. We are big fans of their work here at The Post, but we are so happy to have them as a sponsor of the postcast look if you go over to cincyshirts.com and check out with the promo code the post cincy that's all one word all caps you will get 10 percent off your order and you let them know that you got it from us that would be really really helpful look they have mls and mlspa licensed fcc gear that's available online or actually in two different retail locations in hyde park and fort mitchell and guess what the promo code does work in store again the post cincy all one word all caps. And the best part about the in-store locations is that if they don't have your size on the shelf, well, they can print one for you on the spot. So again, cincyshirts.com slash the post or just use the post cincy, all one word, all caps. When you check out to get 10% off your order, that's on any gear that they offer. And thank you again to Cincy Shirts for supporting this episode. And on this episode, we are talking about that 2-2 draw against Charlotte on the road. Is a draw on the road good? Is coming back from two goals down good? (sighs) How do you feel about this game? There's a lot to unpack with this one, and we get into it. We, we, We find the villains and heroes of this match. And then in part two, we're looking forward to the massive, massive rivalry match this week. That is the New York Red Bulls. And don't forget about Opefest. And that's going to be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, I've got three gentlemen here, all off to two Gold Cup games after we're done recording. I've got Grayson. Maybe. I've, maybe. 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 <laughs> I've got Grayson <laughs> and Jonah, but Chief, talk to me. <laughs> so I had two in the Bailey, and the person who I was counting on going to the game with me kind of dropped at the last minute. So I just listed it on a whim for 400 bucks mm-hmm. sold instantaneously. Wow. I don't care about this game a ton. I'm kind of low key rooting for Canada to win to get our players back. <laughs> so it's 50, 50, whether I list that second ticket so before we thought we're let done. Me, let me throw this out there. I may have an extra ticket with my group in two sixteen. I could uh, let me check on this after we record and maybe okay. could, maybe we could figure out some arrangement where you sell your ticket and I can like give you mine and we can split the proceeds <laughs> or something. I, I don't hate this idea at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I got to yeah. see Asteroid City after this, but we'll we'll figure out a time to regroup. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit, hit me on the hip as soon as you know. Grace and wheeling and dealing it over here. Jonah, <laughs> I do want to ask you about that. Is it is it OK for an FC Cincinnati fan to be rooting for Canada so we get our guys back sooner? <laughs> well, you also are rooting against, you know, 
Aaron Long, who claims to be American, <laughs> and some other people. So yeah, in a normal circumstance, no. But I think as soon as the I'm with you, and I want everyone back. But I feel like as soon as the game starts, it kind of takes over. Yeah. That uh, yeah, that so, jingoist pride we got. In this. Here, here, here's the real problem: is I'm not rooting for the United States in this game. If I'm being honest, I'm rooting for Brandon Vasquez. I'm rooting for Matt Miazga. And more than that, or almost as much as that, I'm rooting for TQL Stadium because somebody mentioned it in one of the discords I'm on that a loss here would sort of dent the reputation that we're building of TQL as the new de facto home of the big matches in American soccer. So the only thing that's giving me pause about being entirely (laughs) pro-Canada is that that would mean I'm rooting against the stadium. And we're a pro TQL Stadium podcast here, and that might be the bridge too far that keeps me in line with the United States. Love I think the long that, game. I think that we as Cincinnati fans have the only actual legitimate reason for like hating Jesus Ferreira. <laughs> yes. Like I know, I know he you know scores against just Caribbean islands, but like I think it's a good point. Like, well, what do you want him to do? Not score in those games. But my reason I don't want him. In those games, because I just want Brandon Vasquez to get those goals. <laughs> right. Like we all we all think Vasquez can get there. Yeah, and I, I do like that criticism of Ferrer that he only scores hat tricks against these small nations. Like Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan also got to play against these really bad Caribbean nations, and they didn't do this well. They did well. They lots of goals are, are, are tallied against these guys, but not this well. Here's the real problem, though, is that this is a skill set that is utterly useless to the United States right now because they get an automatic in through qualifying because we're right. hosting the World Cup next door. Right. Right. Where was where was Jesus Ferrara or like that skill set when we absolutely desperately needed to win a few games to qualify? What, six years ago? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And I think it's important that you need to have a skill set that's like. That that. You can see this working against teams that are as good or better than you are. And I think that like, you know, guys like Clint Dempsey and whatever, like they were able to score against opposition that was better. Yeah. Not simply by being like more skilled and creating a ton of space against the defense and getting you know open looks, which, yeah, is an important skill. Right. But like, right. you know, I think Brandon probably, I mean, if you added... All the games up that Brandon and Jesus have scored in, Brandon, despite only having three goals for the national team, has scored against two of the three best opponents and the only competitive game um, against a decent opponent where the goal actually, like... Mattered. One points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, that goal against Jamaica was <laughs> the uh, the salvaging of a uh, a rough weekend for FC Cincinnati fans. This is Cincinnati sports this fans. Is, this is all to say that the optimum outcome of this game, in my mind, may in fact be a three-two loss, where the two goals come from Brandon Vasquez being subbed on in like the seventieth minute. So we can have the narrative going. If he'd been playing the full game, they would have won. <laughs> and Miazga doesn't goals, play, right? And or Miazga is not involved in any of the three goals conceded. That it's consistently <laughs> not his man. That is the assignment is being blown on. That might be, that might be where I've landed on this one. The other thing I'm kind of curious about tonight, and um, 
being at the stadium might be a preclude me participating in this is I'm curious if U.S. men's national team threads is any better than U.S. men's national team Twitter or if the worst people are just migrating over and it'll be fun on both apps. <laughs> I, th- I mean, the the problem with threads is it is not chronological. So you can say something heinous about a player and we may not know when you were trying to say that about them. Uh, Jonah, who you got in Guatemala, Jamaica on this one? Oh, I've been thinking about this one a lot. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the way the vi- yeah, uh, for the vibes that I've seen, I'm hoping for Guatemala. I want some happy <laughs> Guatemalans out there. I also want a ha- happy Alvis. You think Alvis will show up to watch his? His reggae oh. boys, or if you're not on the squad, do you keep your distance even if you're in town? That's the yeah. Question. What's the relationship there? Because I know the relationship with the though. federation is not great with Jamaican players. So I bet Elvis goes. I, I think I bet Mascara is also there because there's a there's a Wolves player that seems to be friends with him who plays for Jamaica. Okay. Okay. Maybe they'll have an FC. Maybe they, get, they saved him a suite. All the all the boys can watch. Uh, but I, my fear is penalty kicks, right? I mean, right. This is, it could go to penalties. Vasquez, the goat, shanks his penalty. So that's, that would be the, that would be the well, best and worst outcome. Because we could say like when uh, Dempsey missed the PK to keep it dosicero like years ago against Mexico. But like Vasquez... He wants to come home. He, so, wants to come he, home. <laughs> he blew his fucking uh, USA chance just just to come back. To the, he doesn't want to take another flight. So uh, worst and best case scenario would be that for me. But yeah, uh, let's pick Jamaica though. Let's be real. Okay, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I guess since the the last time I got to speak uh, with everybody, we had like fifteen Twitter clones pop up. Have we have we all settled into where where we think we're going to be long term or is this still up in the air? And I guess this is a open-ended question if anybody wants to run with this. No. I'm on Twitter. Wants it. Okay. I think I just I think I'm just on I think I'm just on Twitter until it until it dies. Join I mean, the we Discord. Did, we did get the blue sky, but like no nobody's on there. Yeah. Yet, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's also not blue very sky yeah. enticing to then you know, start go, going posting over there. Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to do threads. It looks like shit, and I don't want to like <laughs> link it to my Instagram account or create a new Instagram account. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh... No, I've 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 come down on the side of that. I find Elon Musk to be less reprehensible than Mark Zuckerberg. So I'm going to go down with the ship on. No, no. Granted, neither one of these two people probably should continue existing the guillotine exists for a reason but um i think i'm on team elon in this fight and i'm just gonna go down with the ship on twitter i uh i like blue sky right now because it's like (laughs) it's it's a funny thing where it's like you'll see like five or six of the biggest twitter accounts ever as just like the only comments on like a viral a viral quote unquote Blue sky. I think they're calling them skeets, which is very funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and um, yeah, it'll be like AOC and Popat just having a conversation. They're the only people talking. There's not like 50 spam bots and 100,000 other people joining in. It's just like neat. You can watch it right now while it's teeny tiny. Um, 
And yeah, yeah. It, it very much it very much feels like that episode of South Park where Cartman buys an amusement park and doesn't want to let anyone else in <laughs> yes. and slowly has to keep letting a few more people in and a few more people in. Because right now it's like you already missed your moment. Yeah. Like Twitter melted down. You should just open the app up at that point and yeah, it's it's just it's lonely. Yeah. Kevin, did you see uh Jonah Hill had a great defense of himself on Blue Sky, but Ooh. no one was no one was able to read it. <laughs> 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 Like, why is this not getting any traction? You understand these are doctored texts. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was trying to get, uh, trying to think of a clever way to like tease breaking news, but on the other platform, and try to get somebody to run around in circles trying to figure out what we were talking about. But I couldn't find a clever way to do it, and I gave up. That's that's all uh, I got. But I, <laughs> again, I would say to anybody who's listening, join the join the Discord. Come hey. on, you know these are all failing endeavors. I mean, something's going to succeed out of all these. But uh, the best way to talk, because I mean, really, the most important part is talking about FC on Twitter. So if you want to yeah. do that, you might as well join the Discord and talk about it with us, and then we can push push merch on you that way in case we don't have Twitter to do it at a later yeah, yeah. You can it's talk very about whatever important. you want in the discord too it doesn't have to be FC related we got all types of fun channels exactly yeah it's a good it's, right. time it's the gravity as long that as holds you us together the, as, as long as you use the promo code the post since you check out you can talk about whatever you want on the discord <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Venmo letting you add like all the comments and at one point Venmo was like kind of sort of trying to position itself as a social media app that like you would send a penny to your friends to send messages and stuff I watched yeah. the new uh, I watched the new John Mulaney special uh, yeah. the other day and he has a joke about Venmo where he he's like you know Venmo is an app for drug dealers and drug users. <laughs> and all of us drug dealers and drug users are wondering what the fuck all you people are doing with your public Venmo activity. <laughs> <laughs> it is very weird. And I don't know how half my contacts end up on there. It's like, oh, there's my old buddy from high school's sister buying a haircut. Like, what the fuck am I looking at this? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um well speaking of haircuts fc cincinnati avoided one in the supporter shield table actually gained a <laughs> Not point your best effort. hey you know what that was off the cuff that was as good as it gets <laughs> give that like a four and a half out of ten it was off the cuff unlike every unlike our usual scripted content well prepared <laughs> outlined <laughs> content that we do I even wish I had there. Yeah, I could do the gym room. I have hundreds of transitions here. All right. I go through, I find the right ones. Um, no, we actually, FC, I say we because I'm one of those fans. We. Uh, FC Cincinnati gained a point in the Supporter Shield standing after last night, which doesn't feel right, but is exactly how that shook out. Uh, thank God Nashville and New England. Both lost. I believe they both lost. Um, so did Philly and Columbus. Yes. It was a lovely day to have a stumble on the road against Charlotte. Uh, Jonah, vibes yes. going into the Queen City Derby, if I could be that guy. Oh, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal vibes. I was just, I feel, I was thinking about this during the game. I feel for people who are out of market FCC fans but anyone who doesn't go to the home games because away games are just such like 
as much as you want to hype yourself up, unless it's like the opening we're in like Molly Malone's for FCC for Seattle for year one, they just don't have you're on your couch. You're getting hyped. I get just as upset watching away games, but it's hard to get up for them. So I didn't really have much to think about. And then you guys throw like that turf stat at me and stuff. And then you start to get a little, oh. Well, it's like, you know, but we're good. You know, <laughs> records are made to be broken, including losing 10 or not winning 10 straight on turf. So, I mean, it's a pretty good looking lineup and you don't assume Ian Murphy's going to uh, do some of that stuff again. You Just think Hagelin's a veteran, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overall, I, you know, two, two, like I, if in my heart of hearts, I might've picked a draw, even though as chief will say, it's a game we should win, but you know, life is like that sometimes. Yeah. Chief, what was yeah. what was your mentality going into this one? It felt like a game they should win. Just they're a more talented team and they've had a better season so far. And this is a game they should win. But like I said on the show that you decided not to attend, um, game is on turf. This team plays awful on turf they're just not good they're not the same team when they play on turf you can tell the players don't like it and the results bear that out it's on the road which i have to just you just have to calibrate yourself and it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense because in other leagues when you're the best team in the league you win everywhere but in mls for whatever reason and i don't understand it but teams just don't even good teams don't play well on the road it's an infuriating thing to jonah's point where you have to watch these games on TV with the knowledge, the understanding that your team is probably going to play like shit. That's just the way it is. So did I want to win? Yeah. But like I said on the, the, the pod earlier, you, you can't hate one point given that it's a road game. You're still missing two major contributors to the roster and your biggest signing is stuck in V or was at the time stuck in visa hell and unable to be here. So yeah, that was the vibe. That was the mentality I think I had going into this. Yeah, it it, it is it is a weird phenomenon in MLS. I know, uh, Chief, you you were annoyed at the tweet, and as was I. But uh, MLS buzz on Twitter was giving us the patronizing, "Hey, hey, FCC, the good teams lose in MLS all the time at at halftime," which was which is not the the most fun thing to be reading. But it is true. Like even when um, New England set the points record or LAFC last year, they have these games as we have already this season are just inexplicably lose to bad teams and lose bad to bad teams um i don't know what that is i it happens maybe twice in a premier league season right like manchester city will like draw against West Ham or something. It's like, whoa, what happened? What a crisis at the club. <laughs> it's like, that's every week in MLS. It's very, very strange. <laughs> uh, so you do have to watch. You have to watch the league differently. Yeah. And as a soccer fan, you know, longtime soccer fan, short term MLS fan, it just it recalibrating my brain to that is really fucking hard because People say, oh, it's tough to win on the road. And my sports brain from being a soccer fan in another league and an NFL fan, it just, fuck off. That's an excuse. You should win no matter where it is. Just this league, it doesn't happen. And I'm probably, I'm probably never going to internalize that. I'm still going to be mad about losses irrationally my entire life, I think. 
it is it is particularly weird when you look at the lineup, which I'll, I'll run through here. It's Celentano in goal, Murphy, Mosquera, Hagland across the back line, Barial and Arias out wide, Moreno, Wobodo, Acosta in the midfield with Kubo and Santos up top. I mean, you add in Miazga and Vasquez, the two guys out on international duty. That's our first choice lineup. And Kubo is a longtime veteran. He's still making, I think, DP-ish salary. Ian Murphy is someone that we've assumed was making strides and was maybe even pushing Haglund for his job. No reason to think that the... A minus team from the best team in MLS and on pace to be the best team in MLS history couldn't get a win in Charlotte. Um, Grayson, it didn't happen, did it? I don't. Is there anything with how this team was set up or that like does Miazga and Haglin make or Miazga and, and Vasquez make that big of a difference? Yeah, I wonder if so. I feel like both of Murphy's yellow cards came with him doing that kind of aggressive step up yeah. attacking defending that that they've been doing all year mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if without miazga next to him he loses a little bit of discipline and organization because he doesn't he doesn't have that defensive captain yeah let's say um and you know i don't think I don't think Mascara brings that same thing to the table that Miazga does. You know, it's not a criticism of Mascara. He's just a much younger player. Um, and, you know, his he speaks English, but he's not as like Miazga's, you know, American and Murphy's Americans. It's probably easier for them to communicate with each other and Miazga to give kind of detailed instruction yeah. here and there. Um, I mean, Hagland, Hagland has always had trouble with like, like he, he seems pretty good at marking those like big center forwards, mm-hmm. but not great at marking more skilled players. Um, <laughs> never, never a great line on your uh, review. Yeah. <laughs> um, like he's, he's like, a, he's like, a, he's like good with these physical attackers. Right, right. But not, not with your more sneaky attackers and both goals i felt like yeah i mean you can criticize some other aspects of the play like not applying pressure to the to the wide attacker Mm -hmm. um but it felt like Haglin just got kind of outsmarted both times by by swiderski yeah and yeah. The the other thing too that you have to you have to ask about. So that's what the back line. The back line was terrible. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But I have to ask the question now at this point. For he's had good games playing a different style of role, but is Yuya Kubo a shitty striker? Because this was another game where he's put up top and there's just nothing. He has one opportunity early in the game to really change the game, yep. score a first goal, get FCC out and running on the road, take the crowd out of the game. And he gets 1v1 with the keeper and has an awful touch and just makes an easy save. And that was the last good chance FCC had until the PK in the second half. 
I just don't think for all the little things he does, I don't think he's a very good striker. And I don't think he is very comfortable ever being the guy. So to me, that's where you really, really miss Brandon Vasquez and where I know we railed on it and there's been a lot of talk about it as to what the fault is. But this is a game where it's like, shit, you really wish you would have had Aaron Bapenza in a week ago and he would have been available for selection in this game so that maybe it's you're not asking you, Yakubo to score goals and keep you in the game. Yeah, I think that and there was a little bit of like a turf bounce on that early one with Kubo, but I still think that either Brandon or Baji finishes that nearly every time. Yeah. And it is, I, Chief, I completely agree with you. I, I tweeted that Kubo's unlucky, but I think the more you think about it, he's just maybe not very good anymore. It's been a while since he's had an on-target, you know, long-range shot. Like He takes them, sure, and it's always fun, but it, they're never on target. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen a good, a good Yuya Kubo game. Um, Jonah, any is is Brandon Vasquez the missing sauce here? Is this team winning these games with DP strikers up top? I feel like we probably look better. I yeah, I, I was a little nicer about Kubo's miss on the replay. Like it goes, it's like at his hip. It's a very odd height, but yeah. like a true striker, you know they. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, dare I say, Whoa, <laughs> finds, hey, no. <laughs> 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 finds a way to contort or take a touch <laughs> off of his hip. You know, he does have a great first touch. You know, he, some of those. Uh, we got to admit that. Um, but yeah, just and then I'd rather just it's fun. We see Kubo up top. We all get excited for some reason, even though there's like not much evidence to support him <laughs> being up there. We're like, okay, Kubo up top, what's he going to do? And then like, you see, like, okay, I think we kind of, <laughs> cause you know, he's got like the skill and the quality. He probably, you know, he's got more on the ball quality than Brandon Vasquez does, but he's not a striker. So I'd almost just rather see him, you know, as soon as Lucho goes up top, which is kind of weird. I, I like it, though. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I, don't, I almost wish they could like interchange during the game when it's not going well. And like, Kubo, just drop back and just let's have two Morenos out there, because apparently one and Obi was not enough to do much in that first half anyways. And I do want to say to Kubo's defense, he had a very good game the last game FC Cincinnati played. He had an incredible assist. He just isn't good when you're asking him to be your primary goal scoring threat anymore. I just don't think it's there for him. I think his skills now lie elsewhere and you're feeling the loss of Vasquez. You're feeling the missing Bapenza and Dominic Baji having a knock. I think that was a massive, massive hole in the FC Cincinnati attack last night. I mean, our striker substitution was Marco Angulo. Yeah. Which was a fantastic sub, which we'll talk about. I, he, looked, he looked really good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a solid move. Uh, I think it's fair to say uh, Yapstam broke Yuya Kubo. I think we can go ahead and definitively say that. He, he turned him fully into a midfielder, for better or for worse. Uh, so going through the game, Yersin Mosquera gets a very early yellow card. Uh, Ted Uncle setting the tone for being a card happy game in this one and yeah welcome back to the game uh mosquera and that was uh that was a bummer because now 
our most aggressive player on the field, other than maybe Obi, is uh, playing with a, a hand tied behind his back. I saw I saw a headline about that. It was in the California Raisin. Mm. Oh. Um, he said you got to go up right away to the toughest guy in the pitch and show him who's boss. Referee uncle confuses game management training with recent discussions with his attorney while awarding early yellow to Mascara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did it work? No, it did not work. Whatever that early yellow was supposed to be establishing, it did not work. Um, we already have talked you, about ever, the... Uh, no, please. Oh, I was going to say, have you ever seen, the, like, it's kind of like a baseball player showing, like, look, you can see where it hit, or, like, you can see, like, where the ball hit and convincing... I've never seen someone, like, show... He obviously got... <laughs> there was obviously a scrape along his uh, calf, but I've never seen that happen and then retro without calling a foul and retroactively going back and get a yellow. I can understand if it's a red card, but I don't think I've ever seen a yellow given off of a player showing an injury. So even though he did like obviously catch his leg, like no, I don't, yeah. I'm not in favor of it. He that got away with weird. it. You got to accept it. It's either a red card or it's nothing. In my it was mind. super weird that like they talked him into giving a card, right? Like that shouldn't happen. Yeah. It's also one of those ones, too, where you wonder if he's not peeking at the scoreboard yeah. out of the corner of his eye. Yeah. And thinking like, oh, I, I fucked that one up. I better go do something about it. <laughs> I think that happens in soccer way more than anyone in pro would want to admit. Oh. It's, it's the 10th minute of the game. It just felt way too early. It was his first foul. Yeah. You know, even if he got his leg a little bit. It seems like at most it's, you know, like a talking to. Right. Right. You know, it's just. I, yeah, it. I didn't. I didn't like it. I mean, Noonan was yelling. You could read his lips. He was like, "It's his first foul." <laughs> yeah, and and right. and and to be honest, like, you would think the refs would have a little bit more uh, savviness. A soccer player shouldn't be able to talk you into anything. <laughs> it's like, like the they're opposite. liars. Yeah. Every single one of them is a liar. Right. Only Not trust your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for SEC players. Uh, it's also the opposite of the anti-mass confrontation rule, which is like once you allow like the opinion of the players to influence your decision, you're inviting future confrontations right. to come. And it lobby. happened all game. I right. couldn't believe yeah. how many how, how the Charlotte players were reacting to his calls and not getting uh dissent yellows. Right. You could seen. you could you could stop this instantly if you just adopted a blanket policy in this league of if you ask for a foul, it's a card on you. Like they should have done this years ago in the NFL, where you'd see receivers getting up and waving their arms around asking for a flag. If you make that motion a personal foul, fifteen yard penalty, it stops immediately. If you make anyone talking to the ref and asking for a call other than the captain a yellow card. This shit would be over in two weeks. I am probably wrong, but I thought they made the players making the VAR gesture a foul. Like, you don't see it often, and maybe that was just something that they were discussing. They really didn't want players popping up every time doing that little <laughs> symbol there, so... They're doing the heart, actually, and getting yellow cards. Right. Like, sir, <laughs> got it all wrong. Love that call, Ralph. <laughs> Chief's point, uh, as an athlete... Uh, 
Kevin and Grayson, you've seen me on the pitch. I'm a tremendous, really tremendous soccer player. It is, it'll, I think you'd still get a few because it's hard. Uh, it's hard to control. I was in a co-ed indoor game two weeks ago. Like old times, I got uh, kicked out of the game for two minutes by the referee. <laughs> I, uh, I committed a foul. He blew the whistle. He looked at me. He said, that's two times. And he was like, oh, you said you did it two times. I said, then call it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like looked, and he just like pointed to the, pulled out the blue card and pointed away. I was like, I'm gonna do it till you tell me to stop. So apparently, apparently that's that was the magic word for that guy. But that's, yeah, that's what gets you sent off. There you go. <laughs> but Ted Uncle, he's a wild boy. At the end of the day, it's one of those ones where like I guess it even Stevens almost because like sometimes you're like I don't know. <laughs> like either way but like he at by the end he's calling he we got a lot of calls to kind of drain the game at the end so i i mean ian murphy yeah. did commit that second yellow but uh i guess overall it kind of evened out i was i was annoyed by his first yellow i guess yeah. it was for kicking the ball away that's what i but, took it as but all season i've seen players kick the ball away in the first half and get nothing and the rule I had kind of constructed in my head is, okay, well, if you're, if it's later in the game and you're wasting time, like you're trying to hold on to a tie or hold on to a win, yeah. um, or there's like some clear motivation for time wasting, then they may give you a yellow. And then Murphy gets it in like the 17th minute or the 20th minute or yeah. something yeah. The, the for something that was, was like though, pretty minor and it was like right after the call I, it was really annoyed it by it because i've seen this all season i think the problem nothing. with that one was the problem with that one was where it's like at the time i was like yeah i i didn't have a problem with his first card i'm probably in the super minority of that among fc cincinnati fans is that he was very clearly stopping a quick restart and a break it, it was a very it was to, it was the equivalent to me of the professional foul where you've been beaten real bad because Charlotte was very clearly attempting a quick restart on the free kick. And they had a clear game plan all game of trying to get the through ball into Swiderski on a run. And without seeing a wider camera angle, it's hard to know. But it would not shock me if he knew that they were beaten, they hadn't gotten back, and that they were about to give up a break doing that. And if that's the case, and that's what the referee saw, I have a real hard time arguing with that because it is, it's a professional foul at that point to stop the restart from happening. Yeah, but then just call it, call it all the time. Right. Like, don't be right. inconsistent on this, which is, which is something that I'm constantly frustrated with, is the inconsistency. But, and but and, and how the, is that different from when guys just stand in front of the ball? It, I think it... Again, you'd have to see the wider angle replay of this, but the quickness with which it happened leads me to believe that like, okay, it's one thing to stand in front of the ball because like your guys aren't back and there's no like there's you don't you're trying to set a wall up. You're trying to do something. But if it's a very clear advantage and they've already put the ball down to do a quick restart, but they hadn't put the ball in. It was at his feet. Yeah, somebody pointed this out online, and this might have contributed to it is Murphy is standing over the player who's down. As he kicks it away, I don't know what the letter of the law says, but no, it's sort of a, a no-go zone to be standing over, stepping over the downed player in that case. So maybe that plus kicking the ball away 
combines to a cautionable offense. I feel like I'm Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend. Like I'm just being gaslit. <laughs> New rules are being introduced all the time. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Look, if it's we're going to have a podcast, go we're going to need some healthy boundaries here. And I'm going to need you to not talk about referees. Thanks. <laughs> well, let's talk about them. Carol Swiderski scores two goals within 10 minutes of each other. Uh, putting on display that sneaky striker uh look the first one um i mean just a a well hit shot it was the second one that i thought was an own goal for most of the game until so did the announcers yeah, I, yeah. yeah I was convinced by them at halftime i switched over to the local announcers and they kept talking about how swiderski's looking for that elusive hat trick and i was like whoa 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 <laughs> when did this happen <laughs> I did see a, a headline about that specifically in uh, Broadcasting and Cable Magazine. Mash that mute button. Audio feeds compete to see which one can get more people to stop listening. <laughs> it, was, it was a real bad night for it. Apple TV audio, I would say. That was... The, the primary feed was virtually unlistenable. It was atrocious. You betcha. The home... <laughs> The home team audio. Can we talk about who this guy was that was doing the Charlotte home audio? I don't know who where, he is. I, no I don't know who he is either, but on, on one of those Carol Swiderski goals, he got his, it sounded like he racked himself and put his nuts up in his stomach because his voice jumped three octaves calling this fucking goal. And stayed If you had there. seen this clip, if you had seen this clip, go find it. It's unbelievable. I tweeted it with Mickey Mouse talking over it now, so you get the visual to go with yeah, it. So, yeah, it, I encourage you. People say it sounds like Mickey Mouse. What it does, what it actually sounds like is the judge at the end of Roger Rabbit when he's getting melted and like turns from like the judge <laughs> into the tune and his voice gets like higher and higher as he's dying. <laughs> It is weird that it doesn't just spike like you have like a it it keeps going. Yeah, like a, a voice, voice crack. crack yeah. But he just keeps going. <laughs> was that was that a purposeful love, bit I to keep going? Good, yeah. I love a good Judge Doom reference. That's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, I, there's a uh I don't know if it's an old Ellen DeGeneres bit. You know, this is classic like uh stand-up stuff from like early nineties, but it was about like tripping and like do you just go with it, you know, and act like you just like started jogging, you know, you trip and like <laughs> right. go with it. Was it he was like oh, <laughs> Let's keep talking in his voice because, like, he didn't want to admit his voice just like did a weird thing. So he's like, I'm just gonna keep fucking powering through with this like uh, eunuch voice I got going on there. And I will say, too, just to keep not talking about the goals, um, Sarah Gorman in the Discord pointed this out, and that's why I switched over. Is that the whole time when he's doing his regular play by play, he sounds like he's calling a 1920s baseball game, and he was just like so close to just dropping a C after every line, and it was so good. Is it the, it's like it's like ours, right? It's a radio. It's yeah, radio and the secondary because they were they are like every single play. Yeah. You kind of miss the as we talked about the the breath in between but like it's understandable if it's a radio but right. that that was like that made that one too much for me and then the other one like 
I I hate that it's the two women who I like right, the worst right. ones because you don't want to feel like your dog like it's not because you're women it's because you're you're terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> announcers and like even later in the game they still kept saying questionable PK and stuff I'm like you can't kick his foot in the box like lady like what I don't that's not a that's always a PK even though it's bullshit but like you can't right. kick someone's foot stops calling it like oh people are it's a questionable one there well, that's one Mickey. that's one where I was I like I'm like consistency. Right. Like we've given up that penalty. So at least give us that penalty when it happens to us. Yes. Yes. Before we move off the Swiderski goals, um, I do want to say that this was not a game where Nick Haglund covered himself in glory on either one of these plays. Um, That's a weak link right now. And I understand that we're not too far removed from. Pat Noonan can't win a game without Nick Haglund, <laughs> but <laughs> that was not good for him on either one of those. Just badly out of position, badly played by Swiderski, and it's just not a great look for your boy to be on roller skates in the box like that. I'm just convincing myself that he's coming back from injury and that a 80% Nick Hagland was better than a 100% Apononu or whoever or Alvis Powell um and that's all that's all I'm hanging my hat on because yeah if if Hagland is going to be this bad and Murphy is going to be this bad and Powell's not an ideal center back and neither is Gaddis we're really going to need Albright to bring in that uh that elusive other center back that we've been asking for for like two years now. So surely there's like some, cause there's a lot of bad teams with center back depth. Yeah. Like DC has like four center backs better than Nick Haglund right now. Right. Surely there's somebody who's like deal is up at the end of the year that we could get as a rental. Right. I don't or know. Like do the baseball thing. And like we have a apparently pretty solid two team in Academy. Can we not, can we not trade FCC two guys for MLS guys? I have no idea how that works, but like Steven Jimenez on the table for center back. Like. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Fifteen years old. Sorry, kid. You're gonna have to miss fifth period French this week. We owe DC like a half a million in GAM if we sign him. Maybe they really value him and. Maybe they want him back or whatever. I feel like uh, Mascara <laughs> is getting kind of away with. He didn't look very great on that first goal either. But yeah. there's something about the way Haglin moves. He also has like <laughs> hair, and he's kind of like he's kind of Gumby out there. It's like Squiderski made a run towards Mascara and then like weaved back, so it ends up close. To, was that no? That that might have been the second one where he was kind of doing a weaving run. But also as bad as the defense looked on those. They're kind of not fluke goals, but kind of freaky goals. Like yeah. you're watching it and they're like, well, how the fuck did the ball pop out of there? <laughs> Mascara and right. Haglin are right there. And then like somehow Swiderski, I mean, he's a DP, but like he gets his foot in between all of that. And then whatever happened on the second goal, own goal or not. But uh, so it took, well, he should have had a third, really. I couldn't believe that one. <laughs> at the post, right. But, uh, right. but before I forget, this was in the New York Times. Not a great one, but Aaron Long, hot seat. USA Defenders International spot put on notice as Haglund puts in an equivalent performance for FC's back line. So <laughs> hey. he might have earned himself a call up after this last game. I, I do want to say I'm still not over Swiderski <laughs> yes. uh, being held back from international <laughs> yeah. duty last year <laughs> illegally. Same. Like he's 
he's Mount Rushmore villain status for FC Cincinnati, I think, at this point. He's got the he's, face to match, yeah. Yeah, he's right up there. And, like, yeah. scoring two goals, that'll help. <laughs> and Poland brought him back, which really pissed me off after he was just like, no, I'm not coming for this, and then scores against us. Like, I, I wanted Poland to, like, punish him. For me, like, a hard line and be like... <laughs> Like we're not like scrubs. Like you're just gonna say like you're in MLS. Like we've we've had some good players in our day, and you're just gonna be like, nah, we're, I'm good. I'm gonna stay here with Charlotte. Yeah, on his Charlotte means on his too first, much. <laughs> on his first goal too, there. I don't put any fault on him for this because I don't think there was much he could have done. The ball kind of comes out of nowhere, and they were both low xG shots. Like if you look at the end of the first half, like even though Charlotte was up two nil, they only had point. 5 xg to our 0.6 but on that first goal rewatch it and just watch roman salentano if there was a clearer shot of that the the body movement he makes to stop this would absolutely be a meme of some sort like he almost does like to throw your hands in the air when the dj like asks for you to do it at the club like it was really really funny he's in the only body position that that ball could go in and it's like a car it's like a cartoon where he's falling and he's trying and there's already like a human shaped hole in the ground and he's trying to contort his body to like fall through it instead of like land on the ground. Wasn't there like a, wasn't there a game yes. show like this yes. where like you had to contort your body into a shape or you got smacked by a giant wall with the hole in yeah, it? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The uh I, I'm sure they brought it to the, the U.S. eventually, but the, it was a Japanese game show. They just had some of the best reactions of the shapes as they came and knocked people back into a vat of slime or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, then at halftime, um, something happened, I think. Well, I, found a, I found a headline about halftime. Please tell me. <laughs> it's, in, uh, it's in Broadway world. Ragtime. FC calling El Doctoro unsure what to do after surprising and embarrassing first period. Wow. <laughs> Man, they love this team. That magazine is just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at some point, Noonan, I guess, told them El Doctoro to wrote Ragtime. <laughs> okay, thank and you. And it's also a Broadway musical. <laughs> thank you. I know Ragtime the musical. Very uncultured over here. I need the I need the Cliff's notes on these jokes. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't know what Noonan said because it didn't look like the team did anything particularly different uh, when they came out. But I don't know. The uh, hey boys, let's play a little better out there. I guess probably worked in this one because they come out firing and. I guess Barial's plan was to get kicked in the box, and he did it. He uh, he gets clipped on the toe right on the edge of the box. It's one of those where, again, if it was against us, we'd be annoyed. And I know that because we have been annoyed because these things have been called against us. Um, but it's another one of those but it's that a, calls. But yeah. it's a clear penalty. Yeah, yeah, It's a clear penalty. It's annoying because it's one of those ones where you're mad more at the rule yes, and the law yes. of the game where he is in a completely non-threatening position. Yes. There is absolutely no way that he's going to do anything dangerous with the ball, even if he's not kicked, but it's a clear foul. He's kicked in the foot. He goes to ground. There wasn't even a VAR check on it. It's, it's a clear penalty shocking. despite what <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I thought I was for like, sure. Okay, this is going on that. <laughs> 
the uh, you can't VAR Ted Uncle. He's unVARable. <laughs> the uh, the home announcers at Charlotte, who I had committed to at this point, were just losing their minds over this call and were screaming for VAR. And I mean that literally. They wanted that VAR call, uh, and it just was not coming. Um, Acosta scores, and he's not here to defend himself. So, uh, Jonah, I'll let you. I'll let you wail away. It was this deflect gate all over again. I was like, oh, I'm gonna lose another friend in Max. I'm gonna argue about this Joss Harks uh, claims this was a bad penalty. Joss Harks is blind. Yeah, my argument was, you know, it wasn't top corner. So there's yeah. a world where a world class keeper. I don't know gets a hand on it sure. but but my whole point was like you either have to cheat all the way over to be at the height you can't dive and stop that with your hand uh especially your leading hand your lower hand so it was a great penalty it's everything you want from him it hits the back of the net in the air not <laughs> yes. on the ground so and i was looking at what was he six of eight before that or whatever yeah. it was i feel like this one finally got to the ratio we were having such a debate a couple of months ago about like comparing him to other ones. And he's finally like getting the ratio up where it's like very <laughs> similar to the good PK takers. And you feel, you feel much better about him taking PKs now than you do about like Lucho's free kicks, which for some reason he still takes some of them when we've seen what bar y'all can do <laughs> with the dead ball. Uh, but yeah, I felt, I felt obviously nervous. I stood six inches from the TV, but he he didn't let us down. And then you thought fucking game on because you have a Lucho and a Barrial, and that's really all you need to get another goal. And momentum started rolling on our side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to get too far away from pointing out that Bar uh, Lucho in the first half took some unimaginably poor free kicks. Yes. Just unimaginably bad shots on target that just nowhere near the goal balls that were easily collectible by the keeper it's 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 got to be in his contract at this point that he's required to take these right right he also had some uncharacteristically bad touches on a couple of breakaways where there was one in particular it really looked like he literally tripped and fell over the ball not usually yeah. luchers move um yeah, was he, that Ian Murphy seemed... who played the quick over the top ball to him it was one of our like yeah. a quick restart and like he would have been almost in on goal if he had uh, controlled that. He did have one first half we skipped. He had one good layoff to Arius, who was mm, like yeah, yeah, speeding yeah. down, and he just like blasted it way <laughs> over the goal. But that was like a decent chance if he gets his head over it or if it's Barial taking that shot. Yeah, back yeah. to the second half. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, I think it's fair to say that up until that penalty, Lucha was not having a good game, not his best game. I'll, I'll <laughs> be generous there. Uh, but after that penalty... He turned it on. Now, then all of a sudden we were seeing the first touches we know him for and the the, the give and goes were there. Um, after that, Santos picks up a yellow card and then is immediately subbed out for Marco Angulo, which allows me to say that Marco Angulo is once again proving to be a very good player. And it's been really good to see the patience this team has had with him because he is... He's becoming someone that I think we're starting to see push for a starting job. He is so much better when he is on the field than, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he provides something different. He almost found Kubo for a pretty nice goal. And I think also he almost uh, was found by Barial. 
mm-hmm. where I think yeah. I think a yeah. Charlotte Defender got in the way of that, but uh, that that was also a really nice nice run from him. So you know he had a couple of times where he almost you know won the game for us. Yeah. The other thing too is that beyond his play, when he came onto the field, the team went to another gear. Yep. And what he was, his skill set on the field allowed them to, the game became more free-flowing. And part of that's probably Charlotte starting to drop back more, looking to see if they can seal off a a one-goal win. But it was an almost immediate switch on for FC Cincinnati when Angulo came on and the offense started to look really dangerous at that point. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, they could go and they could win this game, even before that second goal comes, just because of how effective they looked moving the ball, especially through the midfield as soon as Angulo came on. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And speaking of that ball movement, it's in the 68th minute. Lucho plays a pass that will earn him a U.S. men's national team call-up if he gets his paperwork done fast enough uh, to Barrio takes on there. I think it was their young homegrown defender. Uh, it certainly did not look like a veteran. Uh, puts him on his ass and toe pokes it into the back of the net with his left foot. I should say into the side netting. Um, fantastic individual effort from Barrial to get that second goal. I believe Lucha's pass also nutmegs a defender and then Barrial's sure pass or shot nutmegs a defender. So we got a double nutmeg goal. Fantastic. And I do have a headline Please. about that that I saw in <laughs> XXL magazine. Yo, dog, I heard you like nutmegs, so I put a nutmeg in your nutmeg. <laughs> Exhibit an FCC team up to launch, launch brand new bar reality show, Pimp My Side. Wow. I also saw a headline. This was in. Uh, this is from NPR's Serial. Maybe it's a preview for a new season. I don't know. I do the little tricks around here. Bariel's nutmeg goal celebration cut short after mysterious note left near shattered Yerba Mate cup, leaving team officials baffled. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was so negative about this. This was in uh, Idaho potato. I would have curled it with my right foot. New guy, Bupenza, critical of Barial's second half goal. You see that? Barial's like, nah, fuck it. I got to go outside the left of this. But when he does it, it's okay. There's so much that I love about this goal. The fact that it starts with a nutmeg. It has a nutmeg in the middle. And just how fired up Lucho was after this goal was scored. And I'm convinced it's because of the nutmeg. It has nothing to do <laughs> with the finish. It has nothing to do with the fact that Barrial faked the dude out of his cleats. Like the dude, it, it was like a, an ankle breaker of a move to cut back in. But I, I want to believe that in that moment, Lucho was not impressed by that. He was not impressed by the run, but the nutmeg, that made it move for him. Yeah, and uh, Barrial went and gave Noonan a hug. And I really liked seeing kind of that uh, interaction between them. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was just so good. And yeah, I, uh, Jonah, to your point, completely agreed that the, um, I guess I'm going to put words in your mouth if I say completely agree. It was uh, bad form. <laughs> the shot was bad. Like, you don't want your guys toe poking it that hard. But uh, it was outside it, of his foot. It wasn't a toe poke. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It had a little curl. 
don't know. I feel like the the element of surprise was everything there. (laughs) Now he knew what he was doing. There's nothing wrong with anything that happened (laughs) on this play from the pass to you. If it was a toe poke, I don't give a fuck. Do that every game because that was badass. If he does try to curl with his right, I think he gets stuffed. You could tell the three guys, like the goalie and the two defenders, completely unprepared for him to just shoot right there. And that's what got him the goal. And that's just like, there's not a lot of guys doing that. I mean, who aren't named Lucho, especially on this team. So just like Barrial. I don't know how people could be watching. They're not. um, This is a straw man, but like, I don't know who could be watching Barrial. He's an MLS all-star and think that like, he's not like going on to bigger and better things. There's nobody left. Everybody thinks that, but uh, yeah, yeah, every time he does something like that, you do can get like that pain, like chief's tweet about it where you're like, ah, he's, He's getting too good. <laughs> He's getting too good for <laughs> for us. He's getting too good for this league. He's not going anywhere this year. So yeah, I will. En- right. I'm enjoying him. When people say enjoy him while you can, I am. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting my full enjoyment. So uh, here's yeah, here's how good that goal was, and that how much fun that was is that I genuinely don't know if that was the most exciting thing that happened in Cincinnati sports yesterday. <laughs> you know, I, but there's a, de- but there's a debate. I'm so now glad because that was awesome. I'm so glad you brought this up because that, that was the point I was going to make with the, uh, enjoy it while it's here. I don't know if, uh, if any of you are still in uh, group chats about the reds where you have cynical fans. Um, but, uh, the Ellie De La Cruz highlights are always met with at least a couple of man. He's going to be such a good Yankee in a couple of years. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure we control him for like five years because of MLS's yeah. fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> player contracts. But uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then other than seeing out the game, the last big moment, unless unless I'm missing something here, Ian Murphy picks up the red card. Uh, double yellow in this one. That is two appearances in three games and two red cards in those appearances for a team desperate for center back depth i i mean this was earned right like it sucks i saw i saw a headline about this in the irish times murphy's flaw everything that can go wrong does go wrong for fcc center back (laughs) yeah murph there was another headline in uh I'm going to say Broadway World, but it had nothing to do with Broadway. So I thought that was strange. They put that in there. Stefan, no, this was in (laughs) Variety. That'll make more sense. Stefan reverts back to Urkel as Ian Murphy goes full. Did I do that? With I should have done the voice. I got to commit. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to commit as Ian Murphy goes full. Did I do that? With second yellow. Is that a dated reference? A lot of Family Matters fans. (laughs) Everybody knows Urkel. Yeah. Don't worry. (laughs) Stefan Urkel. Oh man, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough moment. I mean, we saw out the game. Hell, it looked like FCC was still trying to win the game after that. But man, you you look ahead, the rivalry week that we have against the New York Red Bulls. This is going to be a tough one. I don't know. I do. There was another part of this game. I mean, like it sucked that they got the red, not the least which because I thought that until that red, I was full. I fully believe we were going to win this yeah. game. The momentum was all on our side. They had talked about on the uh, broadcast incessantly about how many points Charlotte had dropped from winning position. And there was very much a feeling of here we go again that you could see everywhere on this game. So from that standpoint, this red card was abominably stupid because it cost them the ability to try to win this game. I genuinely believe that that was a two point red card from Murphy 
And it sucks because he's really good, other than the fact that he's just not smart about how he plays. And I know you can say that, oh, that first red card was bullshit, or first yellow card was bullshit, but you're still on a yellow. Yep. Like, you've just got to be smarter right. when you're on the yellow. You can't say, oh, well, it, it's not his fault. The first card was bad. No, it is his fault because you've got to change the way you play when you're on a yellow. Mascara sat on a yellow this entire game, and there was probably only like one moment where it got kind of dicey, where <laughs> yes. I think Swiderski collapsed and was grabbing his head like something had gone wrong. And Mascara was the closest person by where I got a little bit of a, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Muscara doesn't make that mistake. He doesn't make that mistake for the second yellow. It's you hope Murphy grows out of it, but that's just that's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, I I still I still believe in Ian Murphy's potential. I think what we've same. seen, I think what we've seen are just dumb plays, inexperienced plays, probably combined with this idea that this is how we play this kind of aggressive defense. Not yeah. having the stabilizer next to him, um, and you know, I don't want to undersell how poor it is right. to get two red cards in consecutive games for him, and how much harm he's potentially doing to the team on um on Wednesday. Because again, we're going to be down, barring a Canadian <laughs> miracle. Uh, to two, to two center backs on the road. Um, but unfortunately, you know, uh, development's not linear. This is the kind of stuff that um, that happens when you give young players minutes, and you just hope that it pays off down the line. And with that. I got to go see Asteroid City. So I'm going to leave you guys. But I will say this. Uh, my prediction for Wednesday is 2-1 yeah, uh, Red you. Bulls. Hold on. Before you go, I've got one last headline that you're going to want to be here for. The last play of the game that I think that really is worth mentioning. Uh, once again, Yerson Mascara uh, goes down in a heap off soft contact, trying to kill out the last minutes of a game. I couldn't love the man more. I saw this headline in BroadwayWorld.com. Another day, faking contact leaves FCC fans over the moon. Yerson Mascara continues to live rent-free in opposition heads as the season of love continues. Wow. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love cats. <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. And there goes Grayson. Um that's a walk off. <laughs> that was that was good. I like that he left us with this brilliant insight. That was good. Um, big picture with this game. Unless there's anything else with this game, let me let me back up. I don't want to jump out of it too fast. Is there anything else uh, we need to? Not really. I mean, yeah. It's it sucks not to get the win. Yeah. But the like you said, or I think we said earlier, just everything else broke FC Cincinnati's way in the schedule, so that somehow we emerged from this like actually increasing our standings in the supporter shield yes <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull that up right now yeah we are now seven <clears throat> points ahead we were six going in to uh to that match uh nashville at 38 points as fcc is on 45 let me start there uh nashville at 38 new england right behind them at 37 columbus crew at 36 atlanta united 35 so it's we all did fall bunched up. 
we're now 0.01 points behind uh, New England's final points per game. Ooh, I don't know okay. if that tr- I don't know if that translate if points per game translates directly because if if we played the same amount of game, you know, I don't know right. how that translates. But finally, we are below their pace by 0.01. So I'm sure it won't take much to get back over that mark. But uh, yeah. We're falling apart, clearly. <laughs> that uh, that was a bummer. I will say uh, that was the Eastern standing, uh, which is typically good enough for what we're looking at here. Although if we look at the overall Supporter Shield uh, standing, St. Louis is tied with Nashville in second place there on 38 points. Uh, St. Louis is ahead on goals scored, I think, is the first tiebreaker in MLS. Not goal difference. Is it not little- points per game? Because Nashville has played one less, one more game than St. Louis. Maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. So I'm looking at FOTMOB. So I don't know if FOTMOB's making a decision or if MLS has a rule that they use midseason. St. Louis has better goal differential and yes, uh, more goals for. Yeah, way more goals for. They've scored a lot of goals. Yeah, 40 goals. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We haven't scored that many yet. Um, so yeah, I mean, but just wait, till, wait till the pens gets right. Good. Then the afterburners kick in. I mean, that is the thing. We're playing so many of these games without. Before it was Brenner. Now it's without Bupenza. Without Brandon Vasquez. Like, if we could throw some talent up top, baby. We'll we'll be banging them in, right? Like that's that's got to be the that's theory the- of the case. That's the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So part two, let's jump over there. We'll talk New York Red Bulls midweek. Is there anything else we need to discuss before we get out of here and enjoy the Gold Cup festivities? No? All right. Uh, Jonah, do we get you for part two? Uh, Sure. Oh, thanks. I'll pay you extra. Uh, All right. Part two. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll talk New York Red Bulls. back and we're talking it's a rivalry week which i can never say clearly all the way through new york red bulls on wednesday in new jersey have we talked have we talked about this i i might actually be at this game we have not talked about this go on (laughs) i uh i'm supposed to be going to new york with my wife and one of her friends they planned a trip and invited me along and uh I think they're actually going to see a Broadway show on Wednesday, so I have the night to myself. So I might actually <laughs> try to see. The problem is I don't know how the stadium's over in New Jersey and we're staying on, um, on Manhattan. There has to be a way to get there with public transportation, right? Like it's New York, There's I would assume. There's a train that goes out there. I don't know how regular it is. So you might get out there. I don't know if you get back. <laughs> <laughs> So I just get stranded in New Jersey for a night. What's the worst that could possibly happen? You just grab a $600 Uber back into Manhattan. You'll be all right. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody's made this trip before, hit me in the DMs and let me know how hard it is to get from Manhattan to Harrison, New Jersey. Is that where the stadium yes. is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no Allegiant like- flights to Newark on Wednesday. I was going to look, man. I was like, maybe I'll join you. 50 bucks, I'd, I'd go. And, you know, yeah. 
Hop in. Let's roll. Apparently not though. Uh, Auxilia one, reach out. They've they've got to have the yeah. the game plan. Let here, me know. Right? I I can't imagine getting a ticket as hard based on every like <laughs> shot I've ever seen of Red Bull Arena. Like the entire upper deck is wide open. I could probably buy a section for fifty bucks. Right. Right. Uh. Yeah. No. This is. Uh. I don't. I don't know. They're. Let's see. Let me double check the uh, standings here real quick. Yeah, they are just outside of the play-in game spot. Uh, they are in tenth place right now. Only just beat New England though, right? They did just beat New England. They've got a minus one goal differential, and it was one Frankie Amaya that uh, dropped the coffin nail on the uh, New England Revolution. Um, so we do have to give him a hat tip for for keeping the standings clear for us, but um, yeah, I don't know, Jonah. What do you? Do we win this one? Do we see? Let me ask this: Do we see Bupenza in this one? If we don't get to see him first, I don't want to see him at all. I need to see him at home. I would doubt it because he probably hasn't even. Uh, is he here officially? Like they said this weekend, but. We haven't I mean, had visual confirmation he's arrived yet, right? We had a number of people that were doing the flight trackers. <laughs> yeah. And it's, so he's probably I here. Right? The, I think he's here, most likely. Maybe saving it for a Monday to, to formally reveal I did, it, right? I did have an FCC inside source uh, that did confirm he was going to arrive last night. Okay. And that I the inside source also did indicate that it was going to happen during the, uh, the game. Oh. So they weren't going to make up big deal or a scene of it for people to show up because they figured, yeah, you'll probably all be watching the game. No one's going to come to the airport for this one. That's fair. Don't underestimate. Don't <laughs> underestimate us. <laughs> I will say. You can get Apple TV. You can get Apple TV on your phone. People forget the LaCadia uh, airport uh, extravaganza was, I think, an hour before. He landed an hour before the uh, Super Bowl kicked off. <laughs> it was not. A Bengals Super Bowl, but it was yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, should right. be said. <laughs> I, I do like Pat Brennan pointing out, friend of the podcast, Pat Brennan, that um, when someone was asking if there was going to be a supporters meeting with Bupens at the airport, he said, well, y'all met uh, Lacadia at the airport and he kind of sucked. Nobody was there for Brenner and he was kind of good. You sure you want to go down this road? <laughs> I I, w I mean, if we uh, it's a, it'll be great for him to show, I will assume we're going to see him in some form, maybe not take the field, maybe take the field. But at least if he's not, we'll get to see him on uh, Opefest Day. And I yes. I'm, I look forward to the that'd be a great a substitution appearance. And I'm oh. guessing what's going to be a close game. The MVP off with Mukhtar and Lucho. And uh, if Bupenza shows up, we'll go fucking ape shit. And hopefully it'll just be a great day all around. But uh, New York Red Bulls, who else do they got? Uh, Aaron Long, is he still gone, right? He's still with the... He presumably will still be gone. Is that if good he... or bad? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, no, no. He joined... Uh... LAFC. Sorry. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Let me back no, up. I, I should have. I put that on you. Yeah, I was testing Kevin. I'm, MLS. I was just uh, go with it. MLS till I die, clearly. Um, A one Hassan Nadam. Yeah, maybe Nadam. Filling in. Yeah. <laughs> better not have Adi start for us because he'll lock him down. And then uh, no one else. Still in his pocket to this day. <laughs> yeah. Frank, Frankie Amaya will be, will be out there. Um, and John Tolkien, I guess, will be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Or is he with the uh, – did he get called up as well? Hang on. He, had, yeah, he got called up too. We're good. We're good. All their good Hassan, players are gone. Hassan Nadam, you could have bet a sizable <laughs> amount of money. Like it's kind of – it's shocking 
that not I'm not like shitting on him that he's back in MLS. Yeah, he was down in like Miami, not inner Miami, like like maybe Miami FC or something. He, no, he like kicked was, around for a while. He played for an NPSL team, which is an amateur team or a I'll say semi pro. Some of those guys yeah. get game checks um, in Miami. Then he disappeared for like a year before he popped back up on an orange county uh sc roster for half a season and from there he left to rejoin new york red bulls too which was bizarre um you never see a guy leave the sport for a year at that young an age and come back and i mean he played he was a late sub against new england uh he played 90 minutes against charlotte on june 21st (laughs) And like Fatmov has a good rating for him. He got a seven point two. It's it's still incredible to me that he didn't see more minutes for FC Cincinnati that first year, considering how bad this team was. That you wouldn't have thrown him out there just to see if maybe he's a gamer right. and just he doesn't show it in practice. Right. Like what were you gonna do? Fall out of fucking last place? <laughs> Which speaking of twenty nineteen and twenty twenty FCC really screwed up the uh, FCC's record on turf because that's our home turf that really screwed up those <laughs> records. Like I'm sure we struggle against Vancouver and Atlanta. Sure. Why not? But man, Nipper really did us. <laughs> also, it is funny okay. too about how, how fast I've turned on the concept of turf now that we don't play on it any longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember when I, uh, on that first game, uh, the first hell is real. Uh, the, we got, I got to work the next morning really hungover. And the first thing I wanted to do was go find someone that I know that works in the same general field that I do that was a Columbus Crew fan. Mm-hmm. And just go talk shit to him immediately. So I stopped what I was doing. I left. I went and I immediately found this person and just pointed and laughed. And the first thing out of his mouth was, well, of course we lost on that awful turf you guys play on that doesn't look even remotely official. And I was like, fuck you, scoreboard. You got owned by GB, a guy from Kazakhstan. Fuck you. Uh, maybe the most annoying thing, I did not mention this in the previous segment, which is where this comment probably belongs. Um, the Charlotte NFL Stadium had turf, I think, from the time it was built. Or not turf, uh, grass. It had grass from the time it was built. When they announced that they were adding an MLS team to the stadium, they replaced the grass with turf. Neat. Just insane. Insane decision there. Um, Miami FC 2020. Fuck you, Kevin. Damn it. Dom. Damn it. The he Miami went from FC. Charlotte, Charlotte Independence, where he had one of the all-time boofs oh, on yes. the back line, <laughs> and then to Miami FC, then to Orange County, then to, yeah. Good for him. Look at him. Hope he does this a solid. Hanging in there. Um. So do we want? I guess. I guess now it's time to predict this game. Uh, Chief. Throw a prediction out there. Grayson already took two to one to New York Red Bulls, which is mean. Yeah. Uh one one. But the one is an Aaron Bupenza oh, hey, How about that? I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's if he's in town, if he got in town last night, he's definitely starting against Nashville. Right? Starting against Nashville, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you just you, you fucking sign him as a DP. If he's not ready to play in a week, what are you doing here? If he doesn't train with them at all, I think he'll still be an early bench yeah. guy. But I'm assuming he's going to get at least a day or <laughs> right. two to train with them. 
I, you know, I, it doesn't matter. We we know that it like just send him up there and do his thing. But like, right. I feel like coaches in their minds, like ah, he hasn't had any time. So here comes Kubo. <laughs> <laughs> this will be better. Kubo can track back better because he knows the system or something. Right, but, right. Yeah, yeah strikers like running back, I think, where it's like you can have whatever complicated schemes you want. But like that feels pretty plug and play. Go go where the blocking is. It's not right, hard. Right. Find the whole <laughs> <But> run. <yeah. laughs> That'll be incredible, though, if he, if he does start. I'm all for it. I say 1-0 to the FC. Whoa. I will go. <laughs> not that crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I only said it because I wanted to pick that. Uh, I'll say 2-2. I'll say Why not? It seems Again? like an aggressive road uh, road schedule for us there to go 2-2 two, two back to back. But if I, if I attend this game, it's going to be 4-0 FC Cincinnati. They're just going to stomp it. It's going to be a curve <laughs> stomp. They'll be doing Jonah's air jerk-offs all over the 50 people in attendance. <laughs> I'm oh. taking a Greyhound, and I'm leaving today. <laughs> a uh, a Bupenza uh, backflip would be perfect even if he just backflips for a good assist or something i'll i'll take a backflip for sure i think here's his acl on his first backflip yeah (laughs) (laughs) i knocked on the way i can't i can't wait for bupenza i really can't like this is i am unreasonably excited albright the man don't miss when it comes to signings and it's all gas no breaks as soon as he gets here nashville ain't ready they ain't ready they ain't played no one paul (laughs) it feels like a lacadia course correction like He's giving me Lacadia vibes like he has kind of his own kind of gait, but it looks more athletic. And I think he's actually going to finish. I think this is going to be and uh, he's not going to he's not threatening for a move already like Brenner because he's just got here. So I think this is yes, I'm 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 all positive about Bupenza. How could you not be? Bupenza's too is like his age, his profile. Everything is set up, not unlike Lucha, where if he does well. He could be here for five, six years, and we could we could see him for a good long while. It feels like he he tasted success in Europe. He's gotten the bag in Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Now come in here and, and win us some championships. Like this is good. <laughs> We're um, not going to be racist towards him. <laughs> let's, hey, we've already been knock on Flexner. Yeah. Uh, We're good. <laughs> we got the one racist fan out of the fan base. <laughs> You're all good. There's we no got more. the one. Just one. We got our guy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We got him. <laughs> uh, well, Jonah, I don't want to get out of here without giving you a uh, a platform here uh, to talk about Ope Fest on Saturday. Saturday. I feel ah, like yes. I feel like the 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 postcast has not done an adequate job hyping this, <laughs> and so I w- I want to. Correct I think since he shirts has been muzzling because I, I independently sold Obefest shirts, so <laughs> there's something there's some hurt feelings. Uh, but no, people, you're, if I get a few questions, I'll just answer them right now. What is Obefest? You know. It's whatever you want it to be, but <laughs> so it yeah, is. Northern Row Saturday before the non-rivalry Nashville game. You know, it's going to be special. I'm going to be there. I think we're all going to be there. Yes, uh, got a few surprises, and um, those of you who bought your Opefest shirt could pick it up then. So I'm, you know, I'm excited for it. You know, this is the first of many years of Opefest to come, so we're still open to suggestions. But as of now, open. it's just it's going to be what it is, and. Uh, 
that should be enough i hope <laughs> will will opie be there uh the head will be there at least i feel like it has <laughs> will somebody be wearing the head we'll see i don't know how it's gonna go but uh uh yeah at least his severed head needs to be there in um in some capacity That's dark <laughs> it's up fest you know? severed head in his own yeah. it's severed head in his own festival <laughs> but it feels appropriate uh i don't know i hope uh, uh, yeah like 20 years from now we're, when we're celebrating the 21st uh ope fest um I hope that there's like a whole bunch of iterations of Opie over the years. Like if you go back and look at old college mascots <laughs> and then you're like, wow, holy wow. shit, people got hyped for that. Now look at him. He's 30 see- feet tall. It's on stilts. <laughs> this is like a whole other thing. Uh, but the, the yeah. I, 20th anniversary of Ope Fest, Opie pulls the sword. <laughs> Dreams can't come true. Yeah, I had grand visions for Ope Fest. I think we all had grand thoughts. Like at the end of the day, what will it actually be? It doesn't matter. But uh <laughs> <laughs> it's Ope Fest. It's July 15th. It's happening. And I do need to say before I go, because I missed the entire Taylor Swift discourse. Please. I did miss the the last home game for the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, please. She Lay- put on a great, she put on a hell of a show. I I, I can't <laughs> lie. I'm a, I'm a mid Taylor Swift fan. You know, I, like the Speak Now era. I, I had heavy rotation on the, the, the little iPod. And then uh, 1989 was a big player. And then I kind of fell out again. And then I find myself the last week or so, I'm 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 getting into the the cuts because I, I felt left out. I was like, me and my buddy were the only ones. Uh, <laughs> not along. Uh, yeah. Not in a relationship with someone else there <laughs> or each other. Uh, so, you know, we felt a little felt a little out. But I also say no one spoke to either of us the entire night. We didn't have a single. <laughs> no, no. It was everyone was kind of in their own. Like, this is my moment to sing along and be at Taylor Swift. It was not very communal as like no one was trying to bring us into the world. But great. Didn't miss it. Uh, I, I, I blame me for FCC not winning that game. Mm. But uh, we did time. Too. Great show. You know, in, in hindsight, Opie being at Taylor oh. Swift, but being really sad would have been some of the greatest content yeah. ever. Oh, I thought about it. And it was, a, but it was a scorcher during the day, like walking and we were on the, uh, the streetcar and we passed, I don't know what, who it's for. If it's like some online university, there's somebody in an owl mascot and looked like maybe it had a cap and gown. So I don't know what it was, but there was an owl mascot, like walking close to Washington park and it just looked miserable. It was like heat index was probably 95. And I was like, okay, not worth the content. Cause that thing would have been fucking dank after that. Uh, but yeah. Just because I don't have to go see asteroid city on the subject of Taylor Swift. Did either of you see the article that was in the paper this week that said that Unless Cincinnati increases its hotel capacity, it will never be able to host a major event like the Super Bowl. And that's like what the takeaway is from the Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) They're just like, my man, we're never hosting the Super Bowl, even if the entire city was hotels. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Just give us a fucking NCAA tournament game. That's not like we're starting at the basement. Like, can we get something cool? Yeah, yeah. it was a missed opportunity by the Cincinnati Bengals that and I was shocked they didn't do this was the day after the concert when everybody's feeling good. The vibes are high that Monday. There's reporting coming out about like however hundreds of millions of dollars in economic activity this concert provided. Surprise, Katie Blackburn didn't come out and say, boy, 
Sure would be a shame if the uh, Cincinnati Bengals left town because we couldn't get a stadium deal done and none of these concerts ever happened again. Right. That's that's when you drop the uh, the domed stadium renderings on everybody, like the real yep. glossy fly flies and flybys and stuff. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We can do more of this, guys, if you just help us right. out a little bit. <laughs> I wonder how much they would have had to pay Taylor. Oh. Like the Bengals would have had to pay Taylor to say, and if you guys build a dome stadium, I'll come back every year. <laughs> Probably get it Whatever done. that dollar amount is, it would have been worth yeah. it in that moment. <laughs> uh, Jonah, maybe you can fact check this for his good friend of the pod, Zach Blanford, said that when the bonus songs were, were I guess, announced or coming on at the end of the concert, it was the loudest he had ever heard paul brown stadium confirm or deny <laughs> uh probably true i haven't been to a game in the joe burrow era at mm. uh paint Corps <laughs> stadium but there's something about those shrieks <laughs> that cuts through more even though i know like technically i was watching espn sports science years ago and they were like the the bassy hike tones from a quarterback cut through more but i don't know it was <laughs> you don't want to be the bitch who's like closing his ears but it was piercing like Beatlemania ish screams when she came out and like the songs like the, the bonus songs I was like I don't care about these songs <laughs> like I was kind of <laughs> but shout out to Aaron Desner from the National who will never get a reception like that again in his life like Cincinnati's own just like this kind of like hipstery looking like mid 40s guy from Cincinnati like walking on stage to 70,000 girls like <sighs> he's like wow I did not have this in my uh, my future plans but shout out to that guy yeah Let's bring that energy to FCC on yeah, Saturday, guys. Yeah. Oak Fest game, Nashville non-rivalry. You know the worst people who I don't want to name because they'll love it will be in town for that one. Uh, you yeah. know, front row with custom right. t-shirts no, I, on. I, I need to stress this as much as possible to everyone still listening at this point. <laughs> Do not engage. I'm chronically online. I get it. It's tough. Do not engage with these people. They thrive off your interactions. They thrive off your clicks, your likes, your replies. They are beneath you. They are so desperate to make this a thing. This is, they are um, the Yukon in the civil conflict rivalry. <laughs> they are attempting to make this a thing. They are attempting to make this a rivalry. Don't let them do this. When you respond, even to tell them it's not a rivalry, you are making, you are making their point. Disengage this week. It will make them so much more angry if you just ignore them. Tweet about Opefest. You know Tweet about that can be yes. that can be your uh, nicotine lozenge. Yeah, Opefest. Yeah, every time every time Nashville tries to get in your mentions, you just respond with "Can't wait for Opefest." <laughs> and I say, "What is this?" You say, "Opefest." Opefest. Opefest. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your game plan for the week, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Sometime this week, we'll have to arrange the schedules here uh, with the Wednesday game. It's always a little awkward. Um, but yeah, I think that's a postcast. Fuck Columbus. All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. 
Also, be sure to check out The Post Sensi at thepostsensi.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app, or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.